You know, not everybody can be lucky enough to be in Boston when the Red Sox clinched the World Series. Bill Crystal is down in Washington, D.C., doing yeoman's work, trying to keep an eye on the bad guys for us. Bill, thanks so much for your time. Great to talk to you, and congratulations. I watched the game last I was in Ohio last night giving a talk at Miami University in, in Oxford, Ohio, and I spoke much more briefly than usual. No one was disappointed, so everyone could go watch the game, and I hustled back to my hotel room. It was a great night. El, El Tiante, that's fantastic. I watched him pitch a million times when I was in college and grad school in the early mid-'70s at Fenway. Um, a bill. That would be a thrill. That would be a thrill to meet him. You know, it's great to meet you too, Michael. Um, don't get me wrong. I think people, you know, you're you're a celebrity. <laughs> you're, you're you're huge. But Tian, that's that's something else again. I agree with you. And who else gets to record a podcast with the Weekly Standard and hang out with El Tiante at the same time? It's just it's just amazing. I could, though I have to ask you about something else that happened in Boston yesterday. President Barack Obama went back to Faneuil Hall to capture that Mitt Romney electricity. <laughs> To sell Obamacare, and he repeated the statement again, if you like your policy, you can keep it. Bill, am I just really, really dumb, or was that not true? Uh, it's not true. I mean, in some metaphysical you know, alternate universe that I guess Barack Obama and today's liberals live in, it's true. I think it's doing a huge amount of damage to them, and I guess they feel they just have to dig in and say, oh, it's only 5% of the, the people, and most of them will get other plans, and most of those plans will all be better. Because it's so revealing, it's so revealing that their social engineering scheme means that someone who buys insurance policy that he likes, the insurance company's happy to sell it to him or her, or he or she is happy to have it, that they can't do it. I mean, think about that. That's so unusual. You and I have discussed this a little bit before. So unusual, and even in today's big government welfare state America, not to let someone have, you know, purchase something he wants to purchase that's otherwise, of course, legal. It's not like drugs or something. It's not polluting the environment. It's just a, it's harmless to everyone else. Uh, it's what he wants. And, and, and the government says, no, 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 we want you to be part of some social engineering scheme. Uh, and we therefore need you in these exchanges. It's, I, I do think that's part of the huge reaction that, that, that is, I think, taking place against this. But, you know, the argument is, well, n normal people never figure it out. Uh, the folks who are dismissed as low-information voters, they'll never understand what's really going on. Their policy will get canceled. They'll get another policy, maybe a subsidy, and they won't know. Do you agree with that, that there will be no price to be paid for this? Well, first of all, I think as a practical matter, people know what premium they're paying, and they can look at the deductibles, and I think an awful lot of them will be paying more and, and having worse plans in, in the exchanges. But I do think there's an issue of freedom. I also think, ironically, that a lot of the people who are affected by this aren't low-income voters. There are a lot of probably people who voted for Barack Obama. If you're a freelancer, I've just ran into my friends, like a dozen people in the last 10 days here in Washington, just full of kind of freelance journalists, consultants, people who hung out, hung out their own shingle, you know, after they were in government for a while. They're the types who do buy uh, individual policy policies on the individual market. So one reason I think there's been such a reaction to this is that the media, I mean, if something happens in middle America, you know, most of the D.C. media is clueless. They don't know anyone who's actually affected out in Alabama or Missouri or, or elsewhere. But here it's affecting people, you know, that, that, that others in D.C. actually know. So maybe it's having a little more effect for that reason. But no, it's, it, well, it's revealing that you, the argument you just mentioned is, of course, a revealing argument in and of itself. It's contemptuous of the voters and of the citizenry. I mean, that is fundamentally Obama's attitude. These citizens are kind of ignorant. They can't read the... The fine print. The insurance companies are just full of rapacious people who want to take advantage of them, and you can't let people sort of live their own lives and plan their own lives. Obviously, there should be some laws about disclosure and fraud and all that, and there are many in healthcare, God knows. 
Uh, if you need to strengthen them, strengthen them. But that's not what, see, that's what's so interesting to me. There's an older liberalism would have said, hey, some of these insurance companies are unscrupulous. We need a little more oversight. We need to have stricter laws where they explain what the real cost is. That's a pretty common kind of uh, liberal proposal. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong, probably. But, but that's not what's going on here. And that's why I think this is so revealing of the mindset and the attitude and really the agenda of today's liberalism. Bill, I, I also saw Catherine Sebelius yesterday say that the website hasn't crashed. Yeah, right. And she said it on a split screen on CNN that was showing the website actually crashed. Now, you know, I understand that there's political debates and there's spin and what is is. But that seems to me that we've entered the arena of who are you going to believe, me or your lion eyes? Well, you know, the Cardinals didn't lose last night. They just they were behind for the whole for the last you know <laughs> at the end of, at the end of the, at the end of the last inning. I mean, who's to say at some <laughs> higher level whether one team won and one team lost? You know, and is it really the Cardinals after all? Because you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what she means. Maybe she thinks that the website's frozen, so it hasn't. It didn't crash; it just froze. You know, it's really wonderful. It's like Fine, saying let he's them, not let them dead. Make their he just says it. I mean, I, I guess like I have the attitude. Maybe not... I'm crazy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, it's just like saying he's not dead. His just heartbeat is really, really slow. Well, how right. slow? Well, hasn't beaten in 13 years. But we're expecting any day now to get another pump out of that. I don't think Obama and Sebelius are helping themselves with these kinds of arguments. I guess they feel they have to engage. They are. I mean, they really need this thing to become somewhat functional in a, within a month, or else they have a total and utter meltdown. I mean, it's bad enough as it is. But they really could have a situation where people have had their insurance policies canceled and can't even get inferior new ones on the exchange. They can't get anything, in which case I don't know what they'll do. I really hope Republicans just push extremely hard next week. I think they are going to in the House to, for this legislation that just highlights this. If you can, if you like your policy, you can keep it. And I hope they do broaden this to a general uh, critique of Obamacare and of Obama's administration uh, and, of, and, and really make this the centerpiece now of the contrast between the two parties. I also find it interesting that there's so much politics involved in health care. And we've seen what happens when politics gets involved in stuff. Remember when the park services were intentionally right. shutting down parks to punish you because of the government shutdown? There's a report today that confirms that the uh, IRS with Lois Lerner was giving tax information out to people who weren't supposed to have it as part of their you shouldn't be in that you know, wrong political group. Do we really want our concern? I don't, I don't want to have to make a call to my counselor or my you know, alderman to say, Granny needs a, you know, a, a, a hip replacement. Can you make some calls to the Democratic Party and get me my medicine? There's already much too much of that, of course, because government does dominate what, about half of the health insurance market, the health care market, so that the docs come here and lobby against the doc fix. And you know, the different, every different subgroup of medicine now lobbies for Medicare reimbursement rates. It's already been corrupted and driven in a bad direction, made more uh, inefficient, more costly, uh, and less free, really, and less, therefore, likely to produce innovation and good doctoring. Right? One of the things a couple of doctors have told me in the last week, I think the good point is, you know, you conservatives are right, you don't like Obamacare, but you need to also make the point, it's going to hurt medicine. It's not just going to cost too much. It's not just hurting the health insurance industry. It's hurting the health care profession. Things are going to be, people are going to be treated less well because of Obamacare. I really do believe that, and I think that is a very important point also to make. We're not just arguing here about dollars and cents or about, you know, being nicer to insurance companies or something like that. 
You know, I do a radio show in Ireland once a week, and I was in a debate with one of the people defending the European approach, and she said, no doctor should make more than $100,000 a year. And I said, if you really believe that, well, then you're not going to have any great doctors because God, people, they're going to go sell cars or they're going to go you know, do something else. You want people to get rich doing the thing that society needs the most, and one of them is being a great doctor, a neurologist, a heart surgeon, whatever. I mean, do, do you think the average person makes that connection that if you limit what met the medical industry can achieve, you're going to limit how much of an investment you're going to get? Yeah, I think so. And also, if you just tie them down with endless uh, regulations and reporting requirements, it just becomes an unattractive profession, relatively speaking. And uh, these are proud and able people who've studied for a long, long time and taken on some debt. You've got to make the... It's, it's good for all of us if being a doctor is a rewarding profession. And Everything we've done, unfortunately, here for two or three decades has conspired a little bit against that, but Obamacare is just conspires against that on steroids. I just think, really, uh, the repeal of Obamacare, I mean, I, people laughed three, four months ago, and I said, I think it really can be repealed. And I, I, but I think it much more strongly now, and I think it is, it's got to be a centerpiece of the conservative agenda. Then we need real conservative health care reform, which can improve the system in a million different ways, but we just need to get rid of Obamacare. One last question for you, Bill. What is the mood in Washington, both from Democrats and Republicans? I, it appears that Democrats just kind of trenched in, you know, dug in. They're just going to say, you know, for, forget what you're seeing in the papers. Forget right. what's happening to your insurance. It's all good. But what is the mood among Republicans? I think I think some are looking forward and see that the, uh, what I think you and I agreed upon last week, which was the shutdown was problematic and was a bit of a, a derailment, perhaps, for Republicans and conservatives. But Obamacare is a train wreck, and it's going to swamp the shutdown. Republicans are more enthusiastic. There's still too much finger-pointing among themselves and not enough planning. There is a uh, continuing resolution coming, you know, expiring in uh, January. There is the death ceiling thing. I have the sense that the House leadership, the Senate leadership, have lapsed back into their usual, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week thinking. It would be good to have a real strategy going forward. I just had lunch with Jim DeMint today, head of the Heritage Foundation. I think he wants to work with the leadership, the establishment guys, to try to have a forward-looking policy. He's very encouraged, of course, by... Uh, the the meltdown in Obamacare, which has been such a central focus of Demint and of his allies like Ted Cruz and and Mike Lee, and for all the tactical differences one can have with Ted Cruz and and some of those guys, and I think I had my own, as you know, um, they had the sense, the correct sense, that Obamacare is the center of gravity, and that needs to be opposed and exposed uh, as, as as effectively as as conservatives can. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure, Michael.